Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo there, all you BXRs and BXBs. Thank you for thrusting your ears and eyes into the direction of the Sacred Icon Podcast, where Brian and Joshy get together and talk all things Halo. It's me, Joe Bill Joshy, and there's Brian. What's up, Brian? Opener. You're a beautiful yeah, opener, Joshy. No, you should I just have like when a I was cam- laying in bed with my eyes closed. <laughs> you should have like a, like a cameo where people like other podcasts can pay to have you just be their intro. Like you just come in and intro. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good I'd love video. to be like a radio DJ. I think that'd be so yeah. much fun. DJ Jovial J. That's one of my. That's favorite right, man. Say. Yeah. Uh, hey guys. Well, it's been a it's been a week, and uh, we had some technical difficulties getting started. It has been a crazy busy week. Yeah. So it's just kind of been kind of been crazy. So we're just going to kind of fly by the seat of our pants in this episode. Talk about a few new relevant things, as well as uh, maybe kind of touch on some typical old school Brian and Joshy topics. But before we get started on that, Josh, how yeah. has your week been? Anything new, interesting? Uh, it's been crazy busy. Um, starting on Sunday, we did our my group. We got together to do our session zero in the Star Wars tabletop game, which was a lot of fun. We just kind of went over some rules and did a little combat scenario to get a refresh on everything. I forgot how tricky it is to uh, to get back into the frame of mind of role playing, like you know, because you mm-hmm. make these plans for things to happen, and then players do things you don't expect, and you have to adjust. So it's all improv based and had to get refreshed on that but it was really fun justin cooked up uh some mighty steaks for all of us and uh erwin my buddy erwin you know yeah our buddy erwin made some puns and and my friend jeff was just so enthusiastic and happy to be back um that was fun then um my little sister had her birthday so her and i took a road trip um we went to um I'm i'm forgetting the name of it it's super early guys but it's like it's uh I don't, I don't think it's Bloomington, but anyway, it was like two and a half hours away, Brian. Sounds out, right. She, yeah, we went out, just went out and uh, shopped around out there and stuff like that and, and stuff. So that was a lot of fun to kind of get out and everything. And a lot of people wearing, were wearing masks, which was awesome. Some people weren't, which was not awesome. But um, overall, it was pretty cool. And I, my mom lives so far away, guys, so I wasn't able to... Um, I hadn't really seen her since Christmas time, and there were a couple presents that got kind of lost among all of our shuffle that I hadn't opened. So I'm going to hold this up for you, Brian. Um, what I'm showing Brian right now, guys, is this Ooh. huge-ass hardcover book 
called Bioware Stories and Secrets from 25 Years of Game Development. I cannot wait to read this, um, especially being, I, I hope KOTOR is in here. It looks like I it mean, is. That's, Dragon that's Age, be there. Folders Gate and stuff. But, um, I, you know, I wish Halo had something like this, but I think Microsoft's a little too corporate to, to, to allow such transparency that's probably in this book. But I am excited to, to go through that. Um, but that's about it for me. What about you, Brian? Uh, well... I'll keep it short because it could be a podcast in itself, which is not an interesting podcast because it would just be about Brian's troubles. That's a, that's but, a Patreon one for a future. We, we, yeah, we but long story short, uh, my car I've had for eight years finally needs a lot of work, so my wife and I just decided to buy a family vehicle to prepare for the future, and we went to a dealership and had a bad experience, got some false advertisement. Also, going off what you said, Josh, the entire dealership, nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody. Are you serious? Uh, and they were shaking hands. No problem. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um, but so got, got a, we ended up buying a vehicle that wasn't what was advertised, had to return it. Then we had to drive farther away to get to another dealership. Finally bought a vehicle. We bought a Kia Sorento, which is a three-row seated, nice kind of SUV vehicle. It's got a big sunroof, which is pretty cool. Actually, the entire ceiling can be a sunroof. Like a, not openable, but like the entire ceiling's glass. So you can look out while you drive. It's kind of Oh, neat. that's cool. Uh, yes, we bought a new Be car. Nice for those vacation then, trips. Yeah, and then uh, and then we also got a new dog this week, which we've been planning for a while. But yeah, between driving to go get the car and deal with the car business and getting the dog, uh, it's been a really busy week. I just cleaned up some pee before we started because <laughs> it's a puppy. So and, yeah, Brian sent me a picture uh, as he was trying to wake up that he had one dog on each side of him. He was trapped. Yeah. Yeah, so even though even though we do a Halo podcast, and my favorite video game of all time is Halo 2, and it's and Halo is one of Josh's favorites behind Kotor. Uh, I named our we named our dogs after Resident Evil. So we have my my dog. We already has Leon, and then we just got a little girl. And mm-hmm. Her name's Claire. So very cool. But uh, yeah, so that's been fun. But anyways, we had some Halo info this week with the uh, the Inside Infinite over audio. Yes. And I think, you know, it's been a couple days now since that came out, and I think most of you have probably either read up on it or heard about it. So we're going to touch on a few things, but in typical Brian and Josh fashion, we're going to kind of go off course and kind of make our own topic out of it. Um, but just a few things I'll touch on first. Um, Josh, the they showed off a new banished power weapon, which looks badass and reminds me of Gears of War called the Banished Skewer. Yeah, it did kind of remind me of the Retro Lancer. That was my first yeah. thought when I saw that. Yeah, it looks very cool. I can't wait to and see I, that in action. I think it said it. I'm pretty sure I read the fire rate is like slow and it gets faster as you shoot it, which I'm pretty sure that's how the Retro Lancer works. In it Gears. does sound a little bit like the Retro yeah. Lancer. Yeah, um, so smaller. that was really cool to see a new that's weapon. That's pretty cool. I can't wait yeah. to see how that works into the playground. It's nice to see some of the banished stuff too, because we only so far have seen the bit of the UNSC and Covenant stuff. Or not Covenant, yeah. but you know what I mean, the more uh, elite and grunt side, jackal side of stuff. So, yeah. I'm kind of surprised how much they're re- they reveal to us through the Inside Infinite. Because I know, I know some people will be like, oh, I want more. But for in my mind, I'm like, you, you sh- I don't expect to get heavy stuff until it's like an E3 moment. So the mm-hmm. fact that we're getting screenshots and audio clips and all this stuff now feels like freebies. Well, I'm happy to see it because I feel like this is the kind of thing where people would really, this type of weapon, people would heavily dissect, just like the shotgun got dissected in the gameplay reveal, and then people were like, oh, you know, in arms and kind of butthurt about all that stuff. Um, so I'm happy stuff like that kind of comes out now so that when the gameplay reveal does come out, maybe there can be more focus on just what's there and, and less yeah. about all the minuscule things. Although people are still going to dissect that, and that's cool too. For sure. And then what's going to be funny is when we get to like E3 time and a lot, like a lot more of the more casual people, um, like, see the e3 stuff and they hear about 
things we heard about six months ago and make yeah. it a new issue again. <laughs> like like in, in in June or something, there'll be like people like, there's armor shaders? What the hell? And we're like, oh, that was actually six months ago, seven months ago they announced that. Yeah, I want to say like, you know, like people will be out there to say, bro, this is like old news. Like, what are you doing? Like, catch up. Yeah. But then I feel like somehow those will find a way to get relevant again because people get so angry. And that's Twitter and social media as a whole. <laughs> For sure. Um, they showed a concept art of like chief and a big forerunner interior and then we got some audio clips of what a forerunner interior sounds like and honestly josh to me it just sounded like classic halo looked like classic halo which seems to be the theme with this yeah you know it it did it kind of gave me more the anniversary vibes like of that kind of classic sound and stuff like that and i you know i don't know if i'm right on that but i mean i liked it i liked what i heard a lot and i was just like getting chills listening to that yeah. i was like oh yeah yeah for sure i, I love the ambience that. i love ambience um the and then there was a video of them like getting sounds from a piano and beating a piano to this crap. was my favorite thing about the whole uh well you hate pianos <laughs> i do my entire life every time i've seen one i just think oh, if i could destroy it i would I'd go right it's up either, there and just completely ruin it. Everything. It's either pianos or babies with you, yeah. Josh. Every time I ever. <laughs> that's an old inside joke. Running uh, joke, guys. Every time, Josh every time. I, babies. Yeah. It, uh, we got to tell the story real quick. A uh, long time ago, guys, um, Brian was used to me being super wholesome like 100% of the time, and I'd never get roasty or mad or anything like that. And uh, uh, this one time I was watching a video of this dad who was like slamming a, a watermelon down. Not not so much like he's crushing it, but he would just drop it on the table basically. And every time he did it, this his baby would like lose its shit, just dying of laughter. And uh, I, was, <laughs> I was watching it while Brian's playing a game or something. And I just started laughing. I was like, stupid fucking baby, stupid. And then Brian just stops the game mid-halt, looks at me with this dead poker face, eyes widened, like horrified. Like, I cannot believe i just seen this side of Josh. True colors have been finally revealed, you know. And uh, he, he goes the next night at work and proceeds to tell everybody. And then everyone comes up to me and they're like, so you hate babies, huh? And for yeah. like years... This has gone on now, you Doesn't know. And, it still and come up from time to time. Now? It does occasionally because of Irwin, but but Brian Brian tells me later on he's like, okay, Josh, I'm so used to you not being this way that I have to take this one thing and run with it and hold on to it, you know. Now he's seen me get more grumpy in times and, and roasty and stuff like that, but that was like the first, I guess, <laughs> the first moment of see, that. That's, see, I have a fundamental understanding of Josh, and I know that Josh he he's naturally a nice guy, but he likes to always be nice to not give people a reason to be mean back or a dick back. The kindest, so yeah. so sometimes when he's knee deep in goodness, I'll be like, "Damn, Josh, your hair looks stupid or something." Just to just to give him a little bit of feedback and then he'll kind of make this face with a smile and a gaze kind of like, "Well, and he'll either go, "That's okay, Brian," or he'll be like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, I so, just realized uh, uh, on a completely different note, uh, Brian's wearing his high com shirt, and I'm wearing, you can't really tell as much, but you can kind of see right there the UNSC. Yep. I'm wearing my Reach shirt. So pretty cool. Yep. But um, no, the piano thing, in all seriousness, that was like super neat. I love Foley uh, work. I, I appreciate the art of that so much. First introduction I had to it was in the special features of the Star Wars Republic Commando game. And like this lady was taking cabbages and kind of putting them down to sort of um, replicate what she imagined baby Geonosians like feet to sound like, you know, the little bugs and from Attack of the Clones. So um, anytime they're doing that stuff to try to figure out the sounds and stuff is fascinating. And I think like the, I can't remember, I mean, I might be I might have it wrong, but it was like a piece of ice or something like that they had put down on one of the piano chords. And you were just hearing the sounds that that was making. Just having it sit on there 
Um, and then also just, you know, seeing it shatter and you're hearing the wood splinter and everything. I was like, wow, that makes me really excited for some of the, the, the potential show, for destruction. It just goes to show how good of a job they do because I still play Halo today, even as far back as Halo 1, and there'll be a sound in the game and I'll be like, oh yeah, that sound, that's a really weird sound. Of course it is. It's it's from an alien world. Mm-hmm. And then and then later on, you know, behind the scenes, I realize, no, it's it's actually not an alien sound. It's an extremely earthly sound that's been made here on Earth. They've been been boozled. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like when the like Halo Two Anniversary's energy sword when it comes out. Yeah, the sound it makes is like crazy, and they showed that in the Halo Two yeah. documentary. I got that that kind like, of vibe when they were doing that with the exactly, ice, whatever that is. But yeah. It's like these are earth, these are earth sounds. These aren't they didn't go to a halo. There is no halo <laughs> uh, that we know of. Um, but yeah, and then the last thing I was going to comment on before I kind of I had a big nugget to take away from this to kind of spurs us into a different conversation. Uh, the last little thing nugget, I was going huh? big nugget, yeah, big chicken nugget. Last thing I was going to say is uh, at the end, Sam Hanshaw tosses it out there. Make sure you're signed up for being a Halo insider because they're getting closer to flights. Um, I'm not saying that means it's going to be in the next two weeks or the next two months, but sure makes it sound like this is going to be a real thing soon enough. So that's exciting, and I would make sure you sign up for that. What do you You're think? You're talking about, about an infinite beta? The flight. Yeah, they're calling it a flighting more than a beta, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it's essentially. No, I a beta. probably should sign up for that just to be safe because I don't want to have, well, have already, serious FOMO. I thought we already signed up automatically I don't think from, I being the, from being in the MCC stuff or whatever. I don't know. Oh. I need to check it. I don't. Know. I need to check it. <laughs> hey, if you guys are listening, let us know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, no. The other thing, the only other thing I had to take away from that that was kind of more on the negative aspect was they made some comments early on talking about moving away from some of the sound approaches they had from Halo Four and Five, and I was a little disappointed to hear that, some of that. That's my um, that's my big nugget right there. Oh, go for it. Well, let me. You take it away, Brian. Okay. Well, so yeah, this is kind of a discussion that's been happening in the community a little bit, and we've we've even seen it in the past year, two years we're doing Sacred Icon. We're seeing this. You have this, um, I feel like the the vocal majority of people love Bungie's Halo games and really want to see a lot of familiar things come back in Infinite, you know. And what we've seen from Infinite is that it's very much trying to bring back what we know from the Bungie days. You know, the classic art style, the classic music, uh, riding around with Marines on a Halo ring, all that type of stuff. And um, But what we've also seen... Uh, amidst that vocal majority is a vocal minority that matters just as much and is just as valid, and I can also relate to in some instances, of of fans of Halo 4 and 5 who are very much saying, what happens to the people who loved Halo 4 and 5? What happens to the people who their favorite game was Halo 4 or 5, or or that's where they became into the series? Because a lot of the things they've done in Halo 4 and 5 are kind of being tossed to the side, um, going into Infinite, they're they're kind of moving away from that because it just, you know, it objectively was not as successful as Bungie's earlier works. So in even in this audio um, blog, they touch on how Halo Four and Five, you know, they had good good audio, good sounds, good soundtrack, but it was more. I think what he says is it's more along the lines of like the the audio was servicing a very specific story which made it sound more bleak and less hopeful than Halo Bungie Halos were like just generally kind of hopeful nebulously. Um, So they're trying to get back to that. And I've seen it kind of be stirred up again on Twitter that this is just another example of 343 moving away from Halo 4 and 5 stuff. And the last thing I'll say before I kind of toss it over to you, Josh, is like this is kind of where I stand on it. I love Bungie's Halos. I love 4 and 5. If I had to choose 
what I prefer. I do prefer Bungie's Halo games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a dig on three four three. That's just a, an honest, natural. This is what I prefer. Um, so well, that's I'm where excited. You, you came from, you know. That's yeah, perception. that's where I started. I mean, and that's where a lot of people that work at three four three started. They were fans yeah. of the Bungie stuff. You know, you ask people in three four three, a lot of them are going to say their favorite Halo was a game that, that they didn't work on. That's just common. Um, but I love Halo 4 and 5 as well, And but I'm excited that Infinite's getting back to basics with this stuff. Um, but I think it's fair to be upset about 4 and 5 kind of getting pushed to the side. And I don't really know, I don't know how they go about that. Um, I think from a business perspective and from looking at your majority of fans, mm-hmm. I think Infinite's the right move. I'm trying to be objective here, guys. Like, uh, Infinite is the right move. Spiritual Reboot, getting back to the classic stuff, because that is what the majority wants. They're running a business. There's a fandom full of people, and all opinions are fair and valid and matter, but the majority wants that. The the business side, people are calling out for that classic stuff. So So ultimately, I'll say, I think Infinite is definitely the right move. I would not change their approach, but Josh just kind of want to get what you think about it. And then I also, my the kind of comparison I draw is, you know, it's like Star Wars right now. It's in the hardest, it's in the hardest place because you mm-hmm. have fans who are very much like OG Star Wars is Star Wars. That's why when Ro- Rogue One came out, a lot of those fans were like, Rogue One's the best thing since either Return of the Jedi or Empire. And then you got people who grew up with the prequels who were like, I want to see more prequel content, Clone Wars stuff. They're excited for the Obi-Wan, uh, Hayden Christensen coming back thing. And then you got yeah, more. Bet. And then you got a smaller sect of people like myself, right. but they're definitely out there who are very much sequel fans. Like, when are we going to see some more sequel stuff? When are we going to see maybe some, some you know, background to uh, how uh, Palpatine came back or Snoke's background or or stuff that happened between, you know, what we're getting with Mandalorian. So you have all these different eras of Star Wars that, in one sense, they blend together well, but in another sense, they're very, very different. Prequel era, sequel era, original era. And a lot of times you, you risk you risk throwing fans out in the cold when they really resonate particularly with like the prequels, but you're going into somewhere else. So I don't know. I rambled a lot there, Josh. No, 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 you're right. I mean, it just, it was helping me cultivate my own thoughts too. Um, No, I guess uh, in light of that, when you put, it kind of puts that in perspective, I think when a franchise has all these different, um, I guess, eras or or, uh, story uh, directions they can go, I guess, you know, you've made it (laughs) because you can go in all those different fields. But uh, my short answer is I don't give a shit uh, about the about this audio cue. Um, but my long answer to it, in all honesty, is just that um, at first glance, I mean, it makes it seem tough uh, to to a tough pill to swallow that they're moving away from uh, some of the Halo Four and Fives approach. I mean, my favorite aspect of Halo Fives uh, multiplayer was the sound. I mean, I can I can think I can I can hear. Uh, I'm closing my eyes as I do this. I can hear the grenades bouncing off the walls and making that clang sound before they explode. I can think about, you know, the sound it makes when my shields go up or when I slap on an OS or, you know, just some of the the weapon sounds switching them out. The the sliding, how it feels to thrust. Just every little thing had a sound to it, and I loved that. Um, it just had this hyper. Everything felt um, reactive to felt my choices when you and, played. and hyper aware. Yes. And I love that. Uh, but from, from what they're saying is there is a little bit of an overload. I remember seeing something on there about you couldn't sometimes hear enemies' weapons from far away, and you need to. And I thought, that's ridiculous. I don't need to. If I'm being shot, that's what matters. So I, I didn't like the approach they had with some with some of that. But um, I think it also does make a little bit of sense. I mean, for one, 
like I said, ultimately, it, it doesn't it doesn't phase me too much because these are the types of things that really don't make a difference in the end. You don't think about it when you play it, but because you're reading it on screen and you have so little gameplay to go off on and you're thirsting for more, you're going to dissect it and you're going to really form opinions on it and take stances. So um, I just don't think it's going to matter. That's why I don't really care too much about it. But, um, you know, I'd say for the people that do, try and bear in mind we haven't even seen the multiplayer yet for this and... Like, I know it sucks that they're moving away from 4 and 5 stuff, but, I mean, look, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm i kind of jaded. Uh, it's like 2015, I feel like, was the year of, like, spiritual reboots where they started happening. You know, maybe they did a little sooner, but I feel like that's when everything started um, coming into play and studios started really to milk the, the franchises. Maybe it was a little sooner, but um, that's beside the point. But uh, point I'm trying to make is is that um, I'm I, as much as I don't like that type of stuff, the, the rehashing. Uh, I think Halo does need a, a fresh start, a little bit of a clean slate. And, uh, you know, because four and five, we're just continuing, continuing off a three story. And even though this is, you know, going to kind of wrap up that, um, story in a sense, uh, it just needs a, it needs a fresh start. It needs to, to really be able to go back and kind of, instead of continuing off an old save game, so to speak, it needs to be able to hit new game and, 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 bring in new people um, who don't feel overwhelmed, like they have to go back and play so many Halo games and also, um, you know, just be a little bit more nostalgic-inducing for the players who have wanted that for years, but also really try to reward the heavy lore enthusiasts such as Brian, such as people like Alex and a lot of you guys out there who really want um, to get a lot out of that and feel rewarded for reading the books and, and you know, the terminals and all that kind of stuff. So, I, again, my, my last thoughts on that are, they're going to reward everyone as much as they can. They, even though I, I feel like as much as I don't like the term spiritual reboot, like, you know, it's, it's good. I think it's healthy for Halo as a brand. And I also think they're going to be, we're going to be rewarded for it as gamers. It's not like they're not, they're going to throw away everyone who was invested into four and five. It's not like they're going to disregard those sorts of people, you know, and this, all this is is stuff. This is just sounds. And when they talked a lot about this, the focus, a lot of the conversation was on multiplayer that they kept veering away from and kept saying, we, we're excited to talk about it at a later date. We'll talk about it at a later date. So I don't think this is really going to be that impactful, guys. I mean, we're going to have headphones on when we play this, probably. We're going to be taking in all the sound. I don't know if it's going to have binaural sound or anything like that or 3D sound, but um, I mean, it's going to be great. Well, I think I think you make good points about the sound, but I think what I think what the real issue, Josh, for a lot of people is, is this represents a bigger issue of them moving away from Halo 4 and 5 in in many ways, not just sound. Well, I probably didn't. Are, I suppose I didn't um No, but you still, what you said is still very stuff, relevant. No, yeah, no, no. I, yeah. I do see the bigger... No, no, no. You're right, though. You're right. I I, I see that, and I recognize it, and I, I see what that represents, because we do have a lot of people that love Halo 4 and 5. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people in the communities... Um, introduction was Halo 4, and I noticed we do have some steadfast fans of Halo 5, and I loved its multiplayer uh, so much. Uh, it's my favorite, so you know I think it's. Well, can I, can I, I set you up here, Josh? Sure. Can I set you up for something. Set it up. Jo- and I'll knock it down, Brian. Jo- Josh cool. is a very has a very similar example that he hasn't touched on yet, but I feel like it's right right there. Um, 2015, leading up to Force Awakens, Josh is first and foremost a prequel fan. That's his favorite era of star wars loves the prequels favorite char- character is hayden christian's anakin and leading up to force awakens the Sith. <laughs> now that I've Sith, it yeah. <laughs> um leading up to force awakens the dialogue Sam. for nearly 10 years had been 
the prequels are garbage. George Lucas doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's ruined my childhood. And please never make us hear or see anything prequel related again. And so Disney's bringing out Force Awakens. And Josh is very much in this position of like, the thing I love the most is the thing everyone says they hate. And Force Awakens, much like Halo Infinite, was doing, was saying all the right things, doing all the right things to make sure they don't touch on anything from the prequels. Mm. Um, and they touch on everything that was the originals. And that's exactly what's happening with Halo Infinite. Make sure we don't touch on Halo 4 and 5 at all. And if we do, it's only to say that this is different than that because we don't want to be near that anymore and very much make you feel like the Halo original trilogy. And it's kind of the same thing happening again. And and now the thing that's nice about this is we have this example because we're far enough away from the sequel trilogy. We see exactly what happened. The people that grew up with with the Star Wars prequels and people who loved them but were like closet prequel lovers because they were afraid to share their opinion, they came out of the woodworks mid-slash-after the sequels to say, hey, I love the prequels, and I'm not afraid of it, and they're good for this and this this reason. And now the the cultural opinion has shifted from the prequels suck to actually the prequels are really good, and people love them, and it's okay to talk about it now. So in my opinion, we're going to see factually going to see the exact same thing happen with Halo 4 and 5. There's going to be people that are that grew up with Halo 4 and 5, people introduced to the series of Halo 4 and 5, uh, people that maybe played Halo 5 when they were 5 or 6 and are now 11, 12, and they're going to play Infinite and go, where's Team Osiris? Where's the squad mechanics? Where's the Guardians? You know, And that's gonna, it's, a, it's not a stupid opinion. It's a very real opinion coming from their... They have a whole different outlook on Halo than us. Sure. So I think we're in that same boat again, where the only thing that's different is me and Josh both do prefer the original Halo games. Where So it's, it's not the same. We're, we're excited to see Infinite Well, again, this really comes back to where we were like a month or two ago, where... You know, you just some people in the Halo community just eat, sleep, and breathe it to the point that things get dissected negatively. Even if they sound like the most positive things, people just take them in a way that's like almost an insult to uh, the tether they have to Halo, and that's not really healthy. I mean, and I say that as someone who kind of did that with Star Wars because you know, when when it came to the the sequel films, you know, I mean, everyone around me did it. But I mean, I, I know I especially did it to a fault. But I mean, at least with any one of those three movies. Everyone would go in with high expectations. I'd hear people saying, like, I hope Ezra's going to be in this movie. I'm like, that's so not happening. How do you even mm-hmm. think that? But then I, then for me, I'd be over there thinking, I hope Force Ghost Anakin shows up, you know, or, oh, I hope there's this reference to this. And everyone has all these hopes and wants with these things. But, you know, when it comes to this stuff, it's like, it's tough. It's like if, if I'm a cook and I'm making a pizza and I, sh- I show like little bits and pieces of kind of like the ingredients putting together and Brian sees this stuff and he's like, oh, this is looking tasty. I can't wait to I can't wait to try that, Josh. It looks good. But then I start telling Brian about it here and there over the phone or something. Maybe Brian's going to hear some stuff about it that actually maybe turns him off. Just he's just hearing about the ingredients or what I'm doing. He might yeah, be like pineapple. What? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sauerkraut. Fuck that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You, you risk the potential. Rather than just, you know, because it's stretched out, so, like, it's better to show and not tell, but I recognize that they're trying, I what they're trying to do with telling, and I'm happy they're doing it. I think we all are, but I think some people just gravitate onto that stuff and latch onto it. I don't think when we play this game, guys, you're honestly going to feel too big of a difference. I I, I don't think it's going to feel like they've really, they're really trying to divorce themselves from Halo 4 and 5. All it's going to feel like is they're trying to take Halo in a different new direction while still being tethered to that, acknowledging everything that came before, but giving it a chance to be a great launching pad 
for new people and, and, and balance that palette for everyone. I just, I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do to try to balance it all. Right. But, um, you, you gotta start somewhere with that. And look, I mean, you get into what was Halo five guardians where they started with the subtitle. I, I say it all the time. You got so many Halo games for people who want to come in. This is if this look Halo hasn't. I'm gonna say this. I'll pass it over to you, Brian, because uh, if if I don't, um, I'm gonna just ramble. It's gonna be an hour and a half of me talking. <laughs> Some people uh, might want that, Josh. <laughs> no, I'd rather listen to you, buddy. I appreciate that though. But uh, it's been so many years since we've had a relevant Halo game. I don't count Halo Wars two. I, I recognize it's great, but I'm just saying, you know, in terms of the the modern Halo traditional, uh, it's been a long time. So much has changed since 2015 in society, life, the industry, the gaming industry, you know, anything, cinema, whatever, the world, you know, everything. We need a, if we're going to have a new Halo, we need something that's not just going to be a continuation. We need something that's going to be a good launching off point because there's been such a gap in time. You also have a new console, you know, and you're trying to be a game that um, can be played on every version of the Xbox One and then Series X and all that. So you got to find a way to balance that. And I think it's the best approach that they can do. And I, But I, I just, I don't think they're going to be punishing anybody. I don't think this is reasons to get upset and feel like they're flipping the bird to Halo 4 and 5 people. We don't know what con- contextually is going to be in there to reward big fans of that. You know, it doesn't seem like it on the outside, but guys, we're going off breadcrumbs. And when we get to that point, when we're starting to get a little upset, we got to kind of check ourselves. I mean, I... I'm serious. Like I love everybody in the Halo community. That's that's at least nice, <laughs> but you got at some point just take a look in the mirror and recognize. I mean, I had the issue with Star Wars, so I'm a little more prepared for stuff like that with Halo. So I went through it with Star Wars, but uh, I'm so I'm not above that stuff. But I'm just saying, you have to recognize that it's less of a three four three problem and more of an us problem sometimes when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, it's just really. It's just really hard to ask people to, like, when you want to evaluate a situation like this, like going into a new Halo, going into a new Star Wars, really, to get a a full picture of logic when understanding people's feelings on this, you're asking people to completely think with two parts, two entire different parts of their brain. One is how people look at this franchise subjectively, and what we know about the franchise objectively. Um, You think of, like, for instance, you know, there's a kid out there who his first RPG experience at the age of eight was he got Mass Effect Andromeda. Maybe he was in a bargain bin because it, did, it didn't do very well. So maybe his dad bought it for him, seven bucks, whatever, Mass Effect Andromeda. Kid falls in love with Mass Effect. The characters, the story, he loves Andromeda. He wants to see what, is the last name Ryder in that game? He wants to see what happens to Ryder or, or, or characters around Ryder afterwards. And then now this kid is now, let's see, that game was five years ago. This kid's 13 or whatever. Finds out we're going to have a new Mass Effect. It's going back to original trilogy type stuff. We might see some more about Shepard, Liara, more of those characters. We're not going to really explore Andromeda or Ryder or those characters. And this kid's really disappointed. He now has a Twitter account. He's voicing how much he loves Andromeda, how much he thinks it's the best Mass Effect, whatever. Right. And you got people like Josh and me. Well, actually not Josh and me, because we would never say this, but I'm referring to our age, who go on there and be like, you know, Andromeda was good, it had some good parts, but like, you know, the best one was Mass Effect 2, the best one was Mass Effect 1, 3, whatever, the original trilogy, and we would really just kind of not understand how anyone could think Andromeda was the superior of the four, and so it's this whole thing where like, subjectively, 
We need to understand that there are people like this kid who played Andromeda first, who played Halo 5 first, who that was a moment for them where they fell in love with the series, much like people who are listening who played Halo 1, 2, 3, whatever. They fell in love. They resonate with it. They want more of that. And it's completely fair and valid that they want more of it. Like, it's not even... like. It's not on us to change their mind. We shouldn't try to change their mind. Like, if they want future Halos to be just like five, that makes sense. Like, look at their past. Look at how they came into the franchise. You know, that that makes sense. That's good. So I think there's a part of our brain that needs to be fair and understand other people have different experiences, different backgrounds, and subjectively, they like that the most. And we should respect that and love that and, like, and like foster this idea that it's cool for them to love Halo 5 the most oh, or love Andromeda the definitely, most. Definitely. But at the same time, we also need to have the complete flip side of our brain where we need to look at the franchise objectively and say, like, now put myself in the shoes of that kid who played Andromeda or Halo 5 first. That kid, that person needs to look at it and say, okay, what do people... What 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 is the majority of the people who play this franchise? What do they want to get from it? What are they what are they looking for? What when has the series been most successful? Was it most successful when it had ordinance drops and 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 things like that? No. Was it most successful when it had this different art style? No. What do people want the most? What's best for the franchise? What's most healthy going forward? And if your objective and you're 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 treating it trying to get separate from your feelings, you understand that infinite is kind of the route that they needed to yeah. take to to That's bring it. the series back to relevance. So if you can now this would be my last sentence. Dr. No, 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 I rambled a long so, time. Go ahead. Yeah. Brian. So if you can just have if you can just have that subjective view of like respecting what other people love and understanding that they come from a different place than you, but also having the objective part of your brain that goes, okay, for Halo's success, this is the way it needs to go, even if it's not what I want. If you can fuse those things together and have that mindset, I think it makes for a lot healthier discussions on places like Twitter. I agree. I mean, two things come to mind. Uh, one. I loved Mass Effect Andromeda. I had a great time with it. So I can completely empathize with people like that who came in through uh, a different experience that was more the uh, black sheep of the franchise, so to speak. And, you know, being like Halo 4 and 5. Um, so I would consider those black sheeps of the Halo franchise. And then I feel like more people, I feel like we have more 343 fans and more people who came in through way of Halo 4 than we do a lot of OG Bungie people in our community. And I could be wrong on that, but I do see a lot of that, or at least a balance. So I understand that for sure. I mean, you definitely, like Brian said, we definitely have to acknowledge that stuff. And you don't want people to feel ignored. But, you know, the second thing is, is I think, again, when we're getting breadcrumbs and we have so much little to go off on, I see it a lot with the Halo community, but we don't, um, you know, it's just the bad thing about nostalgia, guys. Halo at this point in time makes us all feel so nostalgic because there's been such a gap in time since the last game, and, and which means that our introductions, our, our forays, you know, into Halo, Halo's relevancy and all that, that was so long ago. So much time has passed that nostalgia is able to be fostered and cultivated. But with that, now comes this problem that we really sort of um, sometimes gatekeep. We really hold on and, and, you know, like, I mean, it's cool. You have videos out there that are like, all you know, here's every sound of this weapon. Here's every sound of the shields recharging. Here's every... Um, Jeff Steitzer, you know, announcement of Slayer, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you hear all these different sounds, for example, so I'm more so focusing on the sound aspect. But in terms of a whole, um, it, it's nice to have that stuff. You know, you get nostalgic, but um, sometimes in doing so, we forget to recognize um, that we're not giving the new thing its own chance to invoke nostalgia in us because we're constantly comparing it. 
I know for damn sure a lot of people out there playing Infinite are going to go in with this mindset that they're looking to be upset about something. They're looking to, to not like something. Like that one hilarious video when the gameplay reveal came out of people, that the, the one guy who the moment he saw Sprint was like, no, yeah, no, right. and it was hilarious. But you can't go in with that mindset. You literally have to try to turn your brain off as best as possible. The game has to exist on its own merits. They're trying. I mean, I just... I'm not going to... There's going to be a lot of stuff. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, I'm going to have so much shit to say when the multiplayer comes out. I know it. But damn, guys. Sometimes we've got to reel it back a little with that stuff. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I feel like we're kind of like... We agree, but we kind of disagree. But we agree at the same time. But like, you have to... You guys, everyone's opinions matters on that stuff because everyone has a different aspect they love about Halo. And it's cool that we're all here because of that. Someone might be here because they're like, dude, I just love the music. Someone might be here because they're like, I just love the books. You know, everyone's got a different foray as to why they love this stuff. But um, let this game exist being what it is. Let it have its own sense of identity. If it's your kids, you don't want to have it lumped in with every other kid lost in the shuffle and being drawn comparisons constantly. The kid doesn't deserve that. It deserves to be its own person, exist on its own merits, and discover its own sense of identity. Yeah. That's all I got to say on it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of just, I take the experiences we've got, and I just kind of cherish and hold on to what we got and just accept what the future brings, you know? Because, like, yeah. you know, for, like, right now, like, Halo 4 might be seen as one of one of the black sheep of the series, but are we ever going to get a Halo game? That has a strong of a of a pull as that the the, the relationship between Treef and Cortana in Halo Four. There's a good chance we might that might we might never see that replicated that well again. Like that is yeah. that stands as the peak of you know that that singular aspect of like a relationship between two characters. Like Halo Four has that down pat, yeah. and that that might be the staple of well, that specific thing forever. You know another another great example. Last thing I'll touch on is something like um, the Snyderverse with everything uh, with those movies, the history of all that going. On. I mean, Brian and I have been someone who were kind of late to the party, but now we're really on board with that kind of stuff, really having uh, come around to a lot of these movies and stuff like that. But, you know, in, in at the moment, it seems like we're not going to get, you know, the Snyder version, you know, his vision uh, fully realized with all that stuff. And that's really tough for a lot of people who really want that. And you empathize with that. But at the same time, I understand there's still these new movies coming out. Like, I can't wait to see Black Adam and, and you know, when they do Shazam 2 and all this Robin other stuff. Robin Pattinson's the Batman. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you have the new Suicide Squad and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm still looking forward to that stuff, even though I want, you know, to see this, this the Snyderverse vision fully realized. You know, so I think it's just, it's it's got to be hard for a lot of people, but I guess like, I just wish the people who were like really disappointed by that could still find a way to be excited for the new stuff. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, those feelings are valid, but at the same time, we don't know yet what this product's going to be. So let's try to give this a chance and not take that sort of feeling and let it turn to resentment so that this now gets this cloud underneath it or above it. And it just can't like exist and be enjoyed. Yeah, I think I think Josh and I have learned the hard way. We we've we've come to a point now where we've resigned ourselves to enjoy, hold on to, and love the aspects of 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 our fandom that we love. Like Josh can say, you know what, those prequels mean so much to me. I have episode one, two, and three. I have those. They're never going anywhere. You can't take them away from me. So even if I never get that stuff expanded on, I can have that. And it's like me, you know, 
you know, even with like, you know, Halo 1 and 2, those are my top Halos. And that those experiences I had in the original Xbox, I have those. You can't take those away from me. It doesn't matter. I, I can I can take what I have and cherish it and be happy that I have it and then just have an open mind to the future. That's kind of that. You think about every Halo game. You think about, you know, most of you guys, if you've been playing them, you know, as they kind of came out. You can think about where you were at the point in time. You can think about how food tasted back then. You can remember the house you lived in. You can remember what school was like, what, what music was like. You know, you guys can probably remember TRL and shit. Like everything, you know, invokes nostalgia with these games at the point in time they come out. So um, this is going to do it too. But uh, it's I feel kind of bad for Halo Infinite sometimes because I feel like it's really coming under scrutiny, unlike the other ones that have come before. You know, it's really coming under this microscopic glass, whereas the other ones were like, when we got news, we got news. When leaks came out, we discussed it. But with this one, it's like, man, people so much. There's been such a gap in time. People are just really like scrutinizing it. I was I was just so disappointed in the community when people were getting so pissed about the shotgun and pistol. And I thought this is some child ass shit. Like, come on, y'all. Like, this is these are new weapons. Every Halo has new weapons. And sometimes they're not going to be the same. So uh, I think I'm a little less sympathetic as much as I still am, but it's more so the people that get real negative that, that I see people that are, are occasionally yeah. like, I'm not going to play this or I'm, I'm going to boycott or something. It's like, no, you're not, you know, but, but there are people out there. Last thing I'll say so we can move on. Um, there are people out there that um, this does raise cause for concern with a lot of things. And I totally get um, the validity within that. I totally understand that. And uh, I recognize it. Um, it's tough with these things and it's especially tough with this game trying to, to be sort of a clean slate, but then still marry itself to what came before. And I can see the trepidation with that, but I think when we play it, it's going to turn out to be incredibly fun and nostalgic inducing all on its own. Yeah. Um, to, to, to segue from that, you talk, you're talking about negativity. You know what I hate, Josh? What do you hate, Brian? Uh, legendary on Halo 5. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I'm glad you don't hate these nuts. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't hear. I wondered if you said that. <laughs> no, but, no, no. Uh, Legendary on Halo 5. Yes. Why do you hate it so much, Brian? Well, okay, guys. So I, I beat every Halo on Legendary, but I didn't play 5 on solo. Legendary. Solo. Yeah, solo. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't play 5 Legendary because I just I hated the squad mechanics and the revive and everything. But I was like, you know what? We're in the final year here. I want to get that knocked off my list. So I've been playing Halo 5 Legendary. And I have to say, it just doesn't work very well in Halo 5. I, I, I read a list of ranking the difficulties of Legendary, on, and people a lot of people oh, were pay, saying a lot of people were saying that Halo Five was the easiest game to play on Legendary because you could send the squad in and they could revive you and stuff. And that's a, that's a good point. Maybe it is the easiest in that sense, but it's definitely frustrating and not fun for me mm-hmm. uh, because usually what happens is, well, the thing is because they put a revive system in, my character goes down quicker. You know what I mean? Like right. quicker than if he just died. Right. Um, so I go down quicker and then I sit there and it's like, Chief's like, I, I need help. And then I watch Linda Kelly and Fred just struggle to get to my body or sometimes come up to my body, but be caught on a plant and just watch me die. And then Chief just collapses and it's over. And I'm just like, yeah. it's so frustrating. So, uh, yeah, I've not enjoyed uh, Halo 5's Legendary. Hopefully it's much more balanced for Infinite. But at the same time, on the opposite hand, Josh and I have kind of been surprised because Josh and I were like, you know what we should do? We've never done this before. Let's try to beat Halo 2 in co-op on Legendary. And as you all know, Halo 2 Legendary is notoriously the hardest and kind of bullshit on co-op because if one of you die, you both die. Yeah, but Josh and I, we we put on our best and we, we, we started. And turns out, 
and maybe it's just because Josh and I under understand each other well and play together well, but we are kind of mowing through Halo 2's co-op on Legendary. Man, we're pretty, killing it. We're pretty killing fast. It. I mean, like we've only had, I think, what, two play sessions? I, uh, I don't maybe. know, two or three. Two or three. But you're, you're close, yeah. We're at uh, we're on Delta Halo, and we I mean of course we've died a lot, but not even anywhere near as much as I thought we would. No, well so. you know we when we got it was so weird. We played through Cairo Station, and we're thinking the whole time aloud like, is the difficulty on Legendary? Is the difficulty on Legendary? We'd pause it and check and everything. We mowed through it, um, especially in the, the the hangar areas. You guys know what I'm talking about. So and then you get to the Jackal Snipers. Um, on the Mombasa Street. We thought it was going to be game over. We there. thought it was going to be game over. And we were just well, like, it, it took us, I mean, it still took us a couple spawns, but like we got through it. And then you get to the, the one ridge where there's the sort of like, I don't even know what to call it. There's all those like jackal sniper spawn. Remember that, Brian? It was like 20 of them yeah. with the beam yeah. rifles. And then down below, there was the uh, the ghost that would come up. You got the wraith in the distance. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And we didn't think we were going to be able to finish that level in time because Brian had to go do some stuff. But um, we managed to, to finish that, too. So every part that we thought is going to be one of the more challenging parts of the game, we've managed to get through pretty well. So don't mean to toot our own horn, but we're pretty damn good. You know? Yeah, man. I was just thinking about how, I mean, because I've been playing Legendary on Halo 5 while we've been playing co-op on Halo 2 Legendary, I've just been thinking about how, how iconic the, the difficulty settings really are for for Halo. I mean, I guess I guess it's fair to say what's really iconic is is heroic and legendary because easy and normal are such synonymous terms with other games. Yeah. But, you know, hasn't Bungie's went on Bungie went on record saying that they intended Halo to be played at heroic, right? right. Like that's how the game's intended. Right. Um yeah, so I usually play on heroic. I think that is the perfect balance of like providing some difficulty but not making me want to pull my hair out. Yeah. Um but legendary, I just feel like it's been really inconsistent throughout the franchise. Um, before I state where I what I'm kind of at, Josh, what do you think was the Halo that had the fairest legendary difficulty? Because they're not, it's not one, they're not all in the same. Like they're very different. I mean, I can't speak to Halo Fours because I haven't tried that one. I don't think I've tried Halo Reach or ODSTs, but um, I'd probably say Halo Three. I thought was wasn't the too fairest. bad. Yeah, I mean, unless that yeah. Cortana level got a little overwhelming because it was so claustrophobic in that butthole. But um, <laughs> yeah. It, With no, those giant no, I, polyps that Anthony Nicolosi likes talking about. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I just don't remember it being that way. I don't remember it being too difficult. So I'd say Halo Three. What about you? Yeah, yeah you're more I, versed I, in the campaign side of things for sure. In well, playability. I was gonna say one or three. Um, I think it probably. I think it might be Halo One for the most balanced legendary because I feel like Halo Three airs just a, just a hair on the side of easier than the other. Sure. Like if you had to tell, if you had asked me what's the easiest legendary. Because I don't like Five's mechanics as far as revive and squad, I would say the easiest is three. The mm-hmm. easiest is legendary three, yeah. but three three was very well balanced. I think one, I think they just nailed it with one. I feel like Halo One had a legendary difficulty that I could see that, that was right. really tough, but didn't seem unfair. Um, two's is 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 is, is it's, it's bullshit, but it's funny now that we talk about like this on one hand, on one hand, I think co-op's worse because if one of you die, the other person dies, but but as we talked this out, I kind of realized when I played Halo 2 co-op or played Halo 2 Legendary by myself, it took me way longer because I didn't have another Spartan there to help. Well, I was going to say, when we eventually get on to like whatever the next one we decided to play in co-op is, I think we're actually going to kind of miss that because it's like made Brian and I like super competitive toward the AI, like the way we communicate yeah. and everything. Like Brian will be like, OK, I got one or Brian will be like, oh, shit. Oh, I almost died. You know, and then I'm like, OK, yeah. I'm coming over, you know, and there's that. 
constant communication. Like Brian and I just fell into. Oh, I got him. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We fell into a sink when we were playing that. Um, So I think we'll kind of miss that because I think, like, I don't know, man. There might be me. I might get like a little careless and shit. And when we're playing Halo Three, when I think, oh, that's okay. If I die, Brian, Brian's still good. He can still keep shooting. He's just got to find a safe spot for me. Exactly, because I remember when I was playing through Two Legendary by myself, the 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 moment on outskirts where you're in the beginning and there's jackal snipers and all the buildings. Mm. Because I was by myself, it was like I had to peek my head out and I didn't know where the sniper was, so he'd kill me. Then I got to lose five to ten minutes of gameplay, and then I get back there again, a different sniper would get me. Whereas with me and Josh, it's more like he can be in one area of the map, I can be in another. We can kind of cover each other, call out stuff, makes it easier. But uh, yeah, so Halo twos is Halo twos is unbalanced. Halo one and threes is pretty good. I don't remember having. I don't remember fours being unfair. So I just yeah, I, I can't I, speak I, to that one. Unfortunately, I yet. think fours was pretty fair as well, if I remember right. Uh, Reach. I thought Reach was a little bit. I thought it was kind of hard. Um, it's there was one the one area I struggled the most. It's gonna be hard for me to explain. And you probably won't remember it, Josh. Is <laughs> Um, well, Thanks. Josh is like, well, you made that sound like you made me sound like an ass. No, you made me look like an asshole. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you wouldn't understand it, Josh. You're just a plebe. You're just a no. multiplayer guru. No, uh, you know the mission. Um, I think it's oh, was it New Alexandria? No, maybe it was the mission where the brutes are first introduced. Yeah, the mission where the brutes are first introduced. I think you like fight brutes in this building. You have to you go inside and there's like a circle staircase down, yeah, yeah. and at the bottom you fight brutes and you got to fight brutes all the way across and you got to like shut off this generator or something. But then on your way back, jetpack elites come in, yep. and I remember just fighting those jetpack elites forever because I would pump all my ammo and both weapons into one and he wouldn't die and I'd be like, well shit. Yeah, I remember that part, but I again I haven't played that on legendary, so I can yeah. Being so cute. I basically I remember what I did was I would just like shuffle weapons and grenades trying to pump everything into one guy and then i kill one guy and then i just like move back and forth until i could get a checkpoint and you know, then Brian, try you, to uh, the second guy. i don't mean to, to deviate a little too much from from what we're talking about but you told me something i thought was cool i wanted to hear but you told me something like back in the day when I, I don't know what job it was but you were working at one of the jobs and you said like every time you get home you would just play for like two hours you'd get through one level a night or something yeah. like that right yeah tell yeah, us when i started my that. job at the armory I would just get off work, come home, start a Halo 2 mission legendary by myself. It'd take two to three hours. I'd beat it, put on something on Netflix, go to bed. You know, that was kind yeah. of my routine until I beat Halo 2. So, cause, And the reason I approached it like that was because until, like my whole life, I'd heard Halo 2 legendaries like basically impossible. But then it was 2015, I was like, I'm going to do this. And it was the hardest by far. And I mean, it's it's because of a lot of BS, especially like even like later levels like Quarantine Zone with the Flood. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, you're you're progressing and then out of nowhere you just get whipped by one of those floods that just like wow just whips yeah. you and then you're just like I'm dead and you're like oh, I'm yeah. way I'm way back here now. Not fun. Um not fun. And then Halo five, like I said, I haven't beat it yet, but I don't know. I really feel like the squad mechanics and the revive just completely just butchered that. I actually my favorite way to play Halo 5's campaign is on normal because on normal I never get downed. I'd love to get uh, someone's opinion who got to play that in four player co op because I feel like when Ooh, I think of, like, cool. you being down and then, like, Kelly, Fred, and Linda being, like, around you or something like that, I think, in my head, I'm like, if this is a book, if this is a show, I'm like, I just picture them, like, fucking doing all these cool-ass moves to try to get to me and oh, pick yeah. me up, but the game is not like that at all. If we but did I Legendary think about player that, that could be cool. I was going to say, I think in the revive sense of that, I think that'd be fun, because then you have everyone jockeying to try to get to you and dodging, dipping, weaving, you know, straight-up dodgeball style, trying to get to your buddies and revive them, but... uh that's probably the only time I think that'd probably feel fun. 
But even yeah, then, and I mean, but even then, it, if that's fun, clear. is it really does it is it redeeming enough to really no. warrant the revive system? Probably not. As much as I love the me, idea of it, it seems clear to me that that campaign was designed to be played with four players more than one. In my opinion, yeah, I don't I know if you agree with that. that John. No, no, no. I could, I could see that. It definitely feels like more of a co-op uh, push. There's the appeal yeah. of that, especially you know, in the menu, you get in the menu, and then like before it even loads into the level, you're like, who do you want to play as? Which is awesome. I love yeah. that. You know, the thing I take for granted with Halo 5 that I don't often get to um, experience is, you know, the different uh, heads-up display for every different Spartan. I know. That's so cool. It, it is doesn't, so cool. Yeah, people don't, it doesn't get enough credit because people don't notice it that often. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, we actually have uh, a really good email written in and a couple things to get to, but I want to uh-huh. go through this. Like I do my I want to get post. through this. Uh, <gasps> what? <gasps> like a, uh, like a, it's like an anime, like the way they're like, their power levels keep raising or like you know he's like haha you'll never defeat me and then like the other guy's power level goes up and he's like hey? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you know or 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 i love vegeta's just like vegeta just standing at a distance I like how animes will like he's an idiot beyond belief <laughs> i like how animes will like sometimes freeze on a dude's face like in uh in some dvz shit where it's like they're fucking like sweating like crazy just sweat yeah. just pouring down like, <laughs> yeah. and then it fades to black and then it cuts in and he's like <laughs> And, he's and doing their, the same their thing. eyebrows oh, look like their eyebrows look like a genital the way that they're yeah moving. dude nice <laughs> uh, but yeah so I put on the uh, sacred icon Twitter even Halo's difficulty levels are iconic with a picture of that iconic legendary uh, skull what do you what do you want to say Josh uh, no I just said iconic oh okay I thought you had something to say um, picture this like metal sheen going across it's like a concert iconic like Lady Gaga uh, comes out or something everything like, about I mean. There's so many things about Halo that are iconic. I mean, that's why it's one of the... I mean, I think it's one of the most popular franchises in gaming if you go by sales and... and, and it has to be. Yeah, it, it has, has to be. be. It can't not be. Um, but uh, one thing I thought was really cool, I was like surprised I didn't notice this before, but we have a... Somebody follows us on Twitter. I've talked to him before. His name's JCN Gunner, at JCN Gunner. Mm. And he says, tell me about it. And he has his entire neck is a tattoo of the legendary symbol. Dope, dude. Yeah, it's literally the Sanghealy Elite Skull with the cross swords. It's on his neck. Impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. And he was though. saying that it was like uh, it was as painful as playing Halo Two on. <laughs> uh, which uh, oh, I didn't see. That. I can only that's, imagine. <laughs> that's great. I'll have to look. That yeah, up. but it looks badass. I mean, that sounds I, I badass. Wonder, I wonder. I don't know if he's married as a girlfriend, but I wonder how you approach that. Like, she's like, "What's that on your neck?" Like, "Oh, that's the that's the legendary difficulty from Halo." Um, I think stuff like that's bad. Did you understand what that was when you first played Halo? That that's that saying Healy Skull. Did you could you were you able to tell? Not necessarily. No, I don't think so. It's been so long, but I don't think so. Um, Crisper Storm says we need a mythic tier past legendary. Can you imagine if they added a fifth difficulty to? To Halo Infinite, like Mythic. Mm. Like, he's not talking about Lasso where you put the skulls on. He's right. talking about, like, another difficulty. I can't imagine being harder. I, I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't either, and I I mean, I, I I almost don't want them to just for the traditional sense, but then at the same time, I'd be a hypocrite if I felt that way, so compared to what I said earlier. So, I mean, if they if they ever did something like that, it'd be cool to try it. It'd definitely be yeah. cool to try it. And I think Mythic would be very fitting for the... the uh, yeah, so. Mythic, the, the mythic name, sounds you know. like... Sounds like something that Bungie or would have created back in the yeah, day. Yeah, um, I, dude, I just you know maybe I'm just a bad gamer, but I just sometimes I don't understand how people are able to complete games in these difficulties. I just played uh, Doom: The Ancient Gods Part One and Two, and I had beaten every Doom known to man in ultra violence, which already wasn't the highest, but I had to lower it to hurt me plenty for the Ancient Gods because I was a weakling plebe. And then I see people who are like, I just beat the Ancient Gods on Ultra Nightmare, which is three difficulties above mine and i'm just like 
how, like how I died so many times. Yeah. You guys, Brian and I are definitely at that age, uh, where we, uh, got to turn it down to like normal difficulty. Cause we just, for one, we want to be able to beat the game, <laughs> you know, basically time wise and stuff like that. So playing Wolfenstein Youngblood with, uh, Jeff and, and, uh, we went to this one area where the, the characters, uh, had skulls above their heads, meaning they were definitely over leveled compared to us. Like we were under leveled yeah. to fight them. And, uh, we were like, yeah, we maybe need to go back and just do this differently. Whereas me back in the day would be like, no, we're going to grind through this till we beat them right now. Right. You know? Yeah. Very, dude, I, very I just don't have the tolerance for the hard difficulty. Like I'll put it like when I play Dark Souls, obviously it's hard by nature. So I, I, I'll i still put up with it. But right. usually at this point, I'm just like when I get infinite, I'm going to throw it on heroic. You know, yep. Right off the no, I'm going to do the same thing. No, heroic's a nice um, bit. Normal is really great for that experience if you just want to like get through and you want to feel that power trip. But heroic feels like that balance where it's not too much of a challenge, but it's enough of a challenge that when I overcome an enemy group, I still feel like a crazy good Spartan, a super soldier. Yeah, heroic. If you run into bat, like if you just run into a group of enemies, you're going to die. Yeah, but that's the best way I can put it. Actually, it's like as Master Chief, I feel like um, it makes me still feel like a Spartan. But it makes me feel like a Spartan who didn't just breeze through this, but overcame this obstacle in a way that Marines couldn't. You know? Yeah. It's nice. I like it. Man, I Marines. love heroic. Ooh, can't wait. I can't wait uh, for Marines. I know. That's like my heroic. favorite thing. Uh, this is what I'm looking forward to most. I know, dude. I can't wait. Just hear their banter and have them run around next to me. Yeah. Um, the Killing last Archie, response we have is from Nades, at Nades, <laughs> who says, we all know heroic is how it's meant to be played. Yeah. That's actually objective truth, like we talked about earlier. Um that is the way Bungie intended. It's like normal gives you that sweet spot of like a teeny bit of challenge, but mostly just get to take in the story. Mm. And then heroics like, okay, you have to pay attention if you want to beat this, but it's not impossible. And then legendary. The thing about legendary, what's ridiculous about playing on legendary for me, the reason I don't play on it mainly is that legendary is like, okay, I'm hiding behind a container and the elite is 100 feet from me, but I poke out my head for too long and I die. Like, yeah, it's just a little too much for me. So I usually don't do that, but... Much. No, like I yeah. said, I think I think it's a perfect balance in heroic. You really, because in normal, you're literally mowing through everything. You really do feel like the super soldier. You feel more like Doom guy. Notice how we're not talking about easy because you just stand there and don't die. Yeah, I mean, but it it still applies, I think, too. But like, you feel more like Doom guy in, in terms of like you're this badass demon. You do feel like it, so it's good to have that option. But then for some of us who want a little bit of challenge, you have that nice balance. I still feel like as Master Chief, I still feel like I'm this badass. Uh, even luck, uh, you know, that I'm really able to overcome these obstacles that most people wouldn't be able to do, but I still have some challenge, and that's why I'm needed. Yeah. No, I'm completely with you. Um, Josh, do you want to hear a badass email that got sent in? Hell yeah. Boy, Aries0430 with that dope mustache. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really, really cool email. Here we go. This will be the first Josh has heard of it. Uh, hey, guys, what's up? Not I much. to give you a shout out and a little bit about myself the other week when I joined. However, life got in the way. First and foremost, let me say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. You've probably saved my life multiple times. I drive a little over an hour to my 12-hour long swing shift job, almost all on I-90. The straight 60-mile drive heading home is the hardest part. You guys keep my mind awake on that drive. It feels so good to hear that, man. Thank oh, you, wow. man. That is uh, so again, smiling. thank you. You guys do an amazing job with the podcast. Absolutely love the vibe you guys have, the respect that you have, and try to promote. Hearing you guys was a nice reminder that there are still decent people out there. Dude, don't make us tear up, man. <laughs> so, too kind. Thanks so much. Josh, Josh will get upset if you try to vie for his compliment, uh, compliment <laughs> king count, crown. But then again, he's not worried because he knows it's not possible. Um, he says, keep up the good work. Oh, did I mention your topics? 
I love Halo. Plus, to round it out, my wife's favorite things are Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Second, Bitchin'. a bit about me That's and awesome. Halo. I could go on all night, but I'll just have to hit you with some great stuff. I'll be 35 this year. Nice. No, I do not have a wicked mustache like that of Ares from Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, I first played Halo in December of 2001. Man, do I miss LAN parties. Me, Me too, too buddy. COVID, COVID stopped us from having our last one. Yeah. Uh, favorite campaign is Halo 4. Nice. Favorite multiplayer? Depends on the day. Love the nostalgia of CE. Love invasion mode in Reach. Nice. Love Halo 5's mechanics. Definitely. So do we. Yeah. Uh, favorite game all around, Combat Evolved due to nostalgia. Definitely get that. I can't remember having more fun than playing 4v4 CTF on Blood Gulch, Sidewinder, <laughs> and Hang'em High till the sun comes up. Yeah. Shotties on Wizard and yep. Chiron. I hope I say that nice. right. I can never get that right. No, I think Chiron. Right. Chiron, Chiron, who gives a shit? Ketchup, ketchup. Those were the days. My thoughts on Infinite. Excited, but trying to prepare for things being different. I'm really excited for more of an open aspect and more story. I was a big fan of the graphics from Halo 4 and 5. Mm -hmm. I always thought they were more realistic, if you want to call it that. Cool. It was just an evolution. Loved Halo 3, but was initially kind of disappointed in the aesthetics after Halo 2. So he's kind of like me on that. Yeah. But I've come to love him. Um, also, he's really kind of hitting on the points we had today about the franchise and, and leaving Halo 4 and 5 behind. So that's kind of cool. Um, he thought the graphics seem like a step back in Halo 3. I think I'll have the same initial thought on Infinite. I really loved Smart Link, which for you that don't remember, that's just aiming down sights. Yeah, I love. Uh, I feel that isn't going to be returning. I don't think it is either, Ares. Uh, maybe, but it definitely seems like it's not there. I completely believe 343 will make an awesome game that I will spend countless hours enjoying. That's enough about me. Keep up the awesomeness. Have long days and pleasant nights. Peace. Okay, super awesome. Uh, thank you so much for that and everything you said. Um, that means a lot to us to hear things like uh, you driving in the car and listening to us. That's so flattering. That's so damn it makes flattering. Us, it makes, it makes me feel like feel we, so we have a duty to keep doing this. Yeah, man. That makes it all the more enjoyable, too. I was smiling hard uh, when Brian was doing that. I was seeing my, my, my pearly teeth. A teep, mm. you know. Yeah, dude, uh, the, the emails bring us. The emails bring us so much happiness, man. I just, I, I check the emails all the time, and usually we don't have any because that's not the way people choose to to Generate. talk to us. Usually, it's Discord. Or no, anytime that there's been an email or a uh, like an Apple Pod, iTunes review, it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And and thank you, man. Um, I, I feel that way with a lot of my podcast. Uh, Brian has felt that way with his podcast. They really kind of get you through some of those times, and and uh, I have, to, I've had to do that uh, yesterday. Um, I said at the beginning of the, uh, the episode, I was out, um, of town with my sister all day. And on the way back home, I was listening to some stuff just to really keep me awake on the drive home. Cause I had driven yep. like all Been there day for many hours. Times. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I drove nine hours to see my girlfriend before she became my wife. Yeah. And that was like podcast, podcast, yes! podcast. And when I drove out to Brian's wedding, I was listening to some, like a couple different gaming podcasts because E3 was just right around that time. I think it was going on as Brian's wedding was happening. So, um, it was. It was really cool, and you definitely you know got to have so that conceited. Stuff. What's that? What's so conceited, conceited, guys? Is I'll call Josh because I want to talk to him, and sometimes he won't answer because he's busy or something. So I'll put on a podcast and I'll just listen to Josh talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually weird. I was telling Josh the other day yeah. it was so weird. Yeah, I was just listening to our podcast on my phone, and Josh was the one talking. And then Josh called me. I answered the phone. I talked to Josh, and then when we were done talking, we hung up. And my phone automatically kept playing jo the podcast, so it sounded like Josh never hung up. And I was like, hey, Josh? Like, oh, this is the podcast. Okay. Um, Josh, do you, mind you, so if much, I, man. do you mind if I get into the business real quick? Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, man, also, uh, I love hearing your opinions on that. I actually really like to, to hear that. We don't kind of hear that a lot, and we know... Uh, 
you know, there's not really a, a prime opportunity, I guess, to do that for other people's opinions. Um, but thank you so much for telling us like your favorite Halos and multiplayers and stuff. I freaking yeah, love dude, hearing stuff love like that. that. That's why we Brian and I like everyone to talk told about us their favorite every Yeah, I'd love to hear that stuff. Off of. So yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, man, and and Real quick, appreciate your uh, listenership. Business shout out for you guys. Get over with real quick. We don't want to bore you. Uh, if you want to support us financially, you can do so at Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash sacred icon podcast. Only a dollar to join. We got 30 patrons there now. We're just blessed beyond belief. Bang, bang. Uh, we Give me that really bang, bang, appreciate that. Bang, bang. You know what, Josh? You know what I didn't do? What you didn't? You, you wait, said wait, these wait, nuts, wait, wait, but I didn't say, hit me up with the sound. You know, guys, I was really hoping. Sergeant Johnson there. growing gills and living... Uh, an aquatic sea life. Ah, what's this? I could go down and swim in the ocean now. I could breathe without drowning. That's great. I'm going to go into Cabela's. I'm going to go into Bass Pro Shops. I'm going to get me them fishies. Some live ones. I'm going to go into Red Lobster. Give me one of them live lobsters. I can get them right now. You know what? I ain't had a lobster in a long time. I'm going to give me one right now. It's going to be delicious. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I got nothing for that. <laughs> I got really nothing else for that. <laughs> I was holding back laughter so people could hear you. Uh, is I that really, coral? <laughs> I was really hoping we were going to make it through the episode and it wasn't going to have that, but there it is. Yeah, there it is. You know, maybe there they'll have in the in Halo Infinite, they'll have a new like a uh, water vehicle called the UNSCC horse. Oh, what may remember that boat from like the Mega Blocks and shit? Yeah, that, yeah, that dude. I don't know, but no. like I, that'd be. But dope. You guys don't remember there was a Mega Blocks boat for Halo Infinite. We don't know if it's going to be in the game or not, though. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, if you want to join us on Discord and, and chat with us anytime, uh, there's a link at the top of our page, which is on our Twitter at uh, Sacred Icon Pod. That's the place we're at the most. If you want to reach out to Josh, that's at Jovial Joshy. Boom. I am at Brian's Bane. Boom, and boom. if you ever want to send in an email, that's Sacred Icon Podcast at gmail.com. Finally, we want to uh, give a shout out to our patrons quickly because we're gonna get, we got to get out of here. Um, we got 30 of you, but we know how much you all enjoy having a shout-out. So our newest patron is Nicholas Terry. I actually just found you on Twitter and added you. Um, I try if, if you guys become a patron, I try to make sure I find you on Twitter and add you or follow you. Uh, thank you so much, Nicholas Terry, for coming out of nowhere with that $10 patron support. Really appreciate it. Yeah, that. Nicholas, thank you so much, buddy. And you sound like a famous hockey player um, that I would want to get an autograph mm. from. So I really, if I ever get to meet you on an Outpost Discovery, expect me to, to ask you for that autograph. I pictured him wearing like a business suit and like reading books a lot. Oh, I could see that. I he definitely has that like uh, sitting down in the robe, you know, in front of a fire. And yeah, I'm yeah, Nicholas sure. Terry. Um, and then next we have Pixel Freaks, who is even better, uh, better sequel to the movie Pixel that Josh brought up. <laughs> yeah, dude, Sailor. you've heard of Pixels. Get ready for Pixel um, Freaks. We got our buddy Thank King so Grunt, much, who's been on the Twitter chatting with us. He's for not over just a year. Kind of finally, grunt. finally became hierarchy? a patron. King, King Grunt. Oh, he's gonna have to fight. He's gonna have to fight think, uh, Grunt Forty Five Hundred. I was gonna say, King. do you think King Grunt like sits on the throne like a Yarbolgriff from White Run? Probably. I think he's like the first tall grunt. Like he's taller than the league. Oh, I can see that. that look. Yeah. He's like, you, you have like the Hobbit and then you have something in between Hobbit and man. Yeah, that's exactly. Cute. Then we got our boy Aries who just left us that yeah, awesome email. Thank you for wholesome. your patron support yeah, and the Thank kind you words, so much, dude. guys. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Andrew Frey, who he's going to start his own podcast. He sent us some email. Yeah, dude. Patron. Love Really, you. really interested to hear that. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Alex Diaz, who's been a new patron for a month now. Thank you so much for your yes, support. Yes, Alex. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. And Diaz. Josh. Like that. What's better than the Phantom Menace? Oh, man, Montana Menace. Montana you know Menace. That's where the good steaks come from. That's right. Ooh. Phantom Menace ain't got none of that. They ain't got no space steaks. You know, you got to go to Montana for that. Josh, or didn't didn't George Lucas want to name episode one the Montana Menace? But he did. He, the copyright he did. was owned by. Yeah, uh, you know what, Lucasfilm and everyone was like, you know what, George, you, you just can't do this copyright with Montana. <laughs> you know, they're gonna need some royalties and shit like that. And he's like, eh, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, I, understandable. I, I just yeah, probably, uh, uh, I guess actually, I'll just I think, go with uh, my I think secondary. Arthur Banks is the key to all this. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, I saw a Black Series figure of Jar Jar Binks the other day in Target, and I was like, if I was a collector of the Black mm-hmm. Series figures, I would right buy the shit out of that. I was so happy to see Jar Jar. I but I was also sad that, like, buddy, forebear. Yeah, keep forebear. up that great YouTube forebear. Not support. one, Love two, you. or three. Armageist. Armageist. Brian's like, hurry the fuck up, Josh. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm like, Let's the, more, the, the more patrons we get, the more we got the more shots. Armageist. Thank you so much, buddy. Uh, next, we got a fucking Ouija. Fucking Ouija. Give me that Tyler Hormel. <laughs> Mike's just chasing off with the spoon. I had the flag. Where'd it go? Oh, it's a fucking Ouija. Oh, I love that dude. Just. I laugh all the time. I do too. Uh, next, if you want a bowl of cereal, what are you going to have, Joe? Oh, you're going to have a nice bowl of Codios with Codios. Thank milk. you for that. That's right. Patron support. Thank you so much, buddy. Joshy Big Boy, who we figured out is actually another Josh. We knew it all Not along. Brian was just in denial. Thank you so much. Appreciate buddy. it. Ryan Barca, dude, you just got engaged. Dude, congratulations, yes. man. Congratulations, bro. Oh, that made me so oh, happy. We got to see pictures. We got to see video when that yeah. happens, man. I know it's probably love ways you, dude. off. Hope you stuff, guys have you so a much. long, prosperous, happy marriage. Yes. That's so cool yes. to see. So uh, next we got Dustin Mandre. Dustin Mandre. And our buddy, Thank you Anthony so much, Nicolosi. Buddy. Anthony Nicolosi, man. Yeah, dude. He put out some funny I, I, it's a funny video on YouTube recently. Uh, KO Koala Entertainment. Got to go check them out, guys. They're great. Corey Hanks, tell us what you think. Corey you know, Hanks. will appreciate that. <laughs> Love him so much, man. He just got such a cool name, too. Such a cool name. Uh, next we got the dude who gave us Slurpee Cups from Canada. Special oh, dude, our buddy Comrade. Yes, I love, dude, I love him. And I, I, I always, always love your tags. I got it last night, real late last night. He was like, I didn't forget you, dude. And it was yeah. that one. Like, I always anticipate him tagging you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next we got Oni BB. Awesome Oni dude. Baby. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope to hear from you soon. Yes, buddy. Uh, buddy man. Next we got some protein Protein jugs. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to get some of the protein jug milk and pour that into my bowl of Codios. And then maybe for lunch, I'm going to have some Halo Hormel Chili. Mm. If a buddy fucking Ouija oh. doesn't run off. Hormel Chili? Oh, yeah. Oh, MH Cosplay? Oh, dropping down in the drop pod, baby. Mm. Crashing through There's the roof. Glass support. style. Stone Thank Cold Straight. Stunning us with that double XP. Thank you, buddy. How would you feel, Josh, if you went to buy a used copy? A Halo 2 from Disc Replay, and you you got your copy home, and Chief was on the front, yeah. and he wasn't too well in those SMGs. He was holding that whey protein, like protein jugs. <laughs> I feel like Would I you... got like one of those GameStop versions you see where someone just oh, like, like draws on the, the box off, art. Like, yeah. This legit. Uh, <laughs> next like, we got a minute. Hey, our Brainiac Genesis. Thank you so much Genesis, for that. Genesis, I like continued that. Continued support, man. Like Coming up on a year. Coming up on a year. Too. Yeah, thank next you. Next we buddy. got Ian Big Dog Mills. Ian Big Dog Mills. Shoot for them goals and achieving every single one of them. Man, so dude, aims high and it constantly succeeds. I love. You know it. who I really, really miss, Josh? Photon. What do you really come miss, Photon? Photon? I miss Photon. Even though he's not around, he's still patron support. I know. Come back to come back to us. Come back. Thank to you so much, bro. Next we got KN Nick, longtime supporter. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I can see you being a radio DJ. It's got a radio DJ name. Um, Our moderator and friend and one of your hosts of the Carnage Report, Jondon. Thank you so much. That's right. If there was ever a Crimson Skies uh, reboot or anything, you need to be in there as DLC because you're the Crimson Sarah. Who looks suave in leather jackets and has a woman on each? (laughs) Trevor Polkington. Trevor Polkington. Is it even a question? He remembered. Man. Yeah, of course. Uh, Josh, I've been watching Falcon the Winter Soldier. It's good, but it's not as good as the show from the Shipley's WandaVision. Oh, that's right, man. You already know. Thank you so much for your patience. Love the Shipley's so much. Oh, might be might be it. hearing a little, little secret plug. Might be hearing something from Kirsty soon. I ain't going to say no oh, more, shit. but maybe. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, next, we got the- Dust Storm from the longest running po- Halo podcast, Podtack. Dust Storm, you, such a great guy, man. Thank you for I your support. I can't wait to talk to him again. Uh, Josh, who's that guy who's gunning for Matthew Salvatore's position as the longest running patron? Do you remember? It's Glad. 
Oh, Glass, you're you're so close, oh, buddy. Oh. But Matthew's holding on strong. Yeah. And finally, thank you so much, Glass. The man who saw the Snyder cut and knew it needed more. Hashtag restore the motherfucking Snyderverse, y'all. Oh, dude, Matthew I Salvatore, love, man. I love the Snyder cut, dude. We're uh-huh. we're not gonna say anymore because that needs to be in an oddball. Yeah, nah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it at some point. Yeah, hashtag God. restore the Snyderverse. Yeah. We want it. We loved it. Matthew, thank you for your continued support. You're the longest running patron. You were here first. You believe in us. We'll never forget you for that. Yeah. And Glass, guys, thank you so much, man. And and thank you so much, Matthew. Uh, love you guys for being there since like almost our inception, more or less. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone so much. That's it, it, guys. That's our patrons. We thank you so much uh, for everyone who's listening, leaving a five-star review on iTunes, giving a patron support. Uh, we just love hearing from you guys. We love talking to you guys. No, it is seriously rejuvenating icon. every week. We talk about it yeah. um, in between episodes and everything. It really is like fuel to blessing. the fire. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute blessing. Um, but guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And as always, keep it sacred. Peace, guys. <laughs>